Turn with me to uh, Jude chapter 1, which is only one chapter, but, uh, and verse uh, 20, 21. I got to find my uh, phone. I tell you, this isn't the right mic, but you guys will figure it. You weren't here last week. You hear that? That's anytime I wiggle in the wrong way. Somehow, yeah, anyway. That's assignment for next week. Where did my real, where did it really go? Because this is the reason you replaced this one, because it did this wiggle sound. All right, bless you guys online. You hear that? All right, blessings, blessings, blessings. Okay, Psalm, Jude. Jude, yes, yes. I got to get my notes. I do everything on my phone now. Uh, I keep everything on my notes. Uh, So, Jude 20, Jude 20. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in our midst, and I do, I do value above anything the beauty of this congregation of seekers, of lovers, of pursuers, faithful ones. We are people who have been apprehended before and have continued our pursuit. We don't consider that we've apprehended fully what you have apprehended us for, but that's what, what our full desire is more than anything, that we could be apprehended under you, the reason you apprehended us, and that we might attain to the resurrection from the dead and into the perfection. But one thing we do, and today we'll do it again, we forget the things behind. We put behind us yesterday, and every yesterday before yesterday. And we intend right now to reach forward, to press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Like Abraham, you've apprehended us. It leads us in a journey. Sometimes we feel like we've been displaced in the journey But it all is set in motion from the beginning of time, before time began, when you foreknew us, predestined us, when you called us to the conformity of your son, to the firstborn among many brethren, we're making us to be jointly formed into his likeness. You've justified us and glorified us. And now the conflicts rage, but we press forward knowing that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can separate us from the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus. Not physical, not natural, not national, not spiritual, not principalities or powers, not death nor life, is able to separate us from the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus. So I'm asking you today, Papa, release, release, a revelation, a renewal, an awakening, a fresh experiential love of God in our hearts and strengthen us so that we are not the people that are following others, but the people that are leading, following you and leading others. Every one of us in every situation that you've, we found ourselves in, we receive from you right now. We receive from you right now what only you can do and we acknowledge it. Without you, Jesus, we can do nothing. So we give you preeminence. 
We make you number one. You are everything. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. Mm. So Jude chapter 1, I'd love, thank you for reading your Bible. I believe it's the most important thing you do this year besides prayer. I think you can't do one without the other. You need both and increase them both. That I may know him, practice of the Bible. Hopefully you'll get the Bible reading for next week. If you don't have the book and use the book, you'll get the Bible reading next week. Uh, on your, if you subscribe to our email on our on our website, it'll come to you. And Lord willing, do we have it? You'll write at the intro about okay. This week is what we're going to kind of be an overview before we break down the reading sections. There'll be a to watch or listen to this week's podcast, and that's something that Diana and I are doing to take a, a deeper dive. And this week is a really important week. I don't know exactly why, but it took us like five times before we could get this week four to to take technically. It was just kinds of, uh, you know, sometimes they go really quick and sometimes they took a lot. So we kept going, okay, are we, did we not get the point you wanted? Or, you know, but the, it's going to be a great week. So that's... The, our YouTube is kind of weird because if you go to YouTube, you, it'll, it'll take you everywhere because it's meant to take you somewhere other than where you are. It's by design, right? But we're reconfigured our website or our email so that you click that, it'll take you to the podcast and you don't have to try to sort out which one, where, what week we are, you'll come right to it. So all you got to do is subscribe to, go on, the, on to the website, subscribe, and it'll come to you every Monday, and then Tuesday's a secret place. Any case, uh, this moment we're in is like no other. And last week, I shared with you what I felt was a prophetic word to me, and I believe it's going to be for more and more of the living body. The call to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done in regard to everything and anything, in all things and small things, large things, especially our nation, especially Israel, especially California, especially elections, especially neighbors, that we are to stop trying to figure out what God's supposed to do and tell him. Instead, just start saying, God, I authorize as an agent of yours, a member of the living body of Christ, in full agreement that you, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Be holy. You are the only holy one. I worship you in your holiness. Now, Father, I declare your kingdom come. See, we're not, God is, God is redeeming us out of the nations, but he's got a kingdom that's coming. Your kingdom come. Then he says, Jesus taught us, your will be done. Now, that ha- that is, what he didn't say was, pray, your will be known. See, a lot of things can happen if we don't have to know stuff. If we can be trusting in that. Okay, uh, we're in a lot of conflicts. You know, the world is in a war, and it's covenant wars that are going into. Ancient covenant, ancient battles that go back to Abraham. And now we are going, okay, how are we going to sort this out? It's not going to be resolved politically, economically. It's got to be uh, 
by the hand of God saying, I will now begin to uh, supersede man's plans. I will begin to dismantle man's wicked schemes. I will begin to bring a revelation of my son. And I will bring his coming into uh, visibility and activation. And uh, that's why I've got this song in Second Chronicles 20, verse 24 for this year. Marching out, uh, come, I come into the lookout to see my enemy. Uh, this is what 2024 in Second Chronicles. They've all been slain in the spirit, born again in Christ Jesus. See, God is changing my vision from what I see and hoping I can move it a little notch from where it is to what God sees and what he's saying and start seeing what he's saying. And I see multitudes being slain by the Spirit. That's an old charismatic Pentecostal Jesus movement stuff. Uh, slain in the spirit means when the Holy Spirit would come upon an individual or a company of people to such a degree that they could no longer stand up and they were slain in the spirit. Then we tried to clean all that up. And once we cleaned all up, God, the Holy Spirit said, well, I, I like being as messy as I am. So it's kind of the, you got to just choose which one you want. He's a messy God. He's a big, large full of joy and full of anticipation, full of readiness to reveal Jesus Christ in every way. And I believe he's coming to slay people in the spirit. I mean, it's going to happen again and again and again and again. And I will ask for it to start with me. And that's part of what we're focusing on today. How do we move our hearts into the position where we begin to be the ones being influenced to such a degree that we no longer are looking for help we're now the help bringers. We're bringing the help. So Jude, back to Jude 20, he said, Beloved, build, but you beloved, but you beloved, but you beloved. This whole book, Jude, is also repeated in Second Peter chapter 2. It's so worth your reading. It's so hard for me to teach the Bible anymore because I always feel like I've got to go back a few chapters in order to do justice to this one verse. But I just encourage you, that this is the hour we live in. The, the, time, the days we're living in are, are recorded in the first 19 verses of Jude. But he says, as an, back to the believer whom he's writing to, because he said, I want to read, write to you about our common salvation, but I, gotta need, I needed to write to you to hold the faith that was given to us. Don't lose that faith. And then he really elaborates. But now he comes back. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. There, so this is a, a, something that we are called to do, to pray in the Holy Spirit. Praying in the Holy Spirit can be tongues, of course. We should engage speaking in tongues. If you've not been baptized in the Holy Spirit with speaking in tongues, come on up after service. Or I'll make a point in our end of our service to pray a baptism prayer that you can receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues uh, because that's very important. But praying in the Spirit can also be praying the Bible, being led by the Spirit of God, what Scripture should be prayed. The Bible is the, the, the best book, the best prayer book we'll ever have because it's God's Word and He likes to hear what He said. Whenever he hears us say what he said, he says, you know, I think what they're saying sounds pretty good because I said it. And he goes about doing it. So praying the scripture, listening, being quiet, being in the spirit. John 
the beloved was on the Isle of Patmos on a prison island, and on Sunday morning, on the Lord's Day, he was in the Spirit. That's something that each of us can say to before get up before, on Sunday and give yourself time for prayer so that you can come to church in the Spirit. We either come into the church in the Spirit or we come to the church in the flesh. Now, we have to be in the flesh to get here because this is our earth canister. Without it, we can't be here. But, but we don't want it to be the one telling us how we're going to relate to what's happening. So we want to be in the Spirit. So we, we, and when he was in the Spirit, all of a sudden a voice sounded like a trumpet behind him. And then he turned to see the voice. And there was a revelation of Jesus Christ that we still study and, and anticipate the, the, the fullness of that being revealed. Just because someone said, I'm going to be in the Spirit. Amen? Amen. All right. That, we can all do that. In fact, I think we need to do that right now. Stand up with me. Why wait to the end of the service to get baptized? Let's just put, raise your hand and begin to thank the Lord Jesus. If he's your Lord, say, Lord, you're my Lord. I love you. I praise you, Jesus. You're my Lord. I love you. I am trusting in you for salvation for eternity. I am believing in you for everything. You're my Lord. Tell him. Tell him you're his, he's your Lord. He's your Lord. He's your Lord. Now, let's just say this simple prayer. Jesus, baptize me in the Holy Spirit with the speaking of other tongues. In the name of Jesus, I receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues and the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. I want to be in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, Let's all talk to God in our tongues. We're not trying to interpret it. We're just trying to worship and praise Him with it. If you've never been spoken in tongues, open your mouth and He'll fill it. Praise Him and then stop your native language and let the tongue of His giving come forth. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, more. Okay, pause one second. I just give one more little bit of instruction on this. When the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray, the first word he said, when you pray, say. So I have found until the Lord is saying, listen, I need to be speaking. Otherwise, I can be in a stupor. I can be in a slumber. But once the Lord starts speaking, I need to be listening and re receiving. But it rarely starts 
with him speaking unless he finds me in the middle of the day and wants to talk to me, and he does that often. But when I come to worship him, it's like the difference between praise and worship. Praise is something I choose to do. I will enter your gates with thanksgiving. I will enter in your courts with the high praise of Tehillia. I will lift up my voice. I will be praising you, thanking you. Now, that is mine to do. He's worthy of it and demands it. But it is still mine to do. He won't yank my tongue out of my mouth and say, you start praising me. Although he charges us to, but he won't force us to. Now, when I'm in praise... There will come a time where the Spirit of God will begin to resonate with the words that are being spoken and sung and sang and declared. And if I'm engaged with my mouth and my heart's believing, telling our men that, a believing heart, a speaking mouth, and I'm in that midst, passivity is not the way the kingdom is going to advance right now. Isn't, you know, but... When I'm in that moment, I'm praising you, I'm praising you, and I'm thanking you, and I praise you for your good. Spirit of God will come, and he'll go, bam, onto those words. And the revelation of Jesus will begin to appear. The revelation, God revealing his son by the Spirit of God, making him. And when that happens, it's like, <gasps> and worship begins. We call this a worship service, but we cannot initiate worship. Worship is simply man's response to the revelation of God, to the man. And the, the, when that revelation increases, there's nothing you can do but worship. You've, John begins Revelation chapter 1 on his face as a dead man because of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And he ends in chapter 22 trying to worship an angel who's been showing him everything and having to be rebuked not to worship the angel. But that's the kind of thing that happens in Revelation. It's like demanding worship. But it begins with praise. Prayer begins with saying and engaging. And when I start saying and engaging, the reason we say when we pray is to shut our mind off. Because your mind will worry you out of your, wor out of your prayer. Have, oh, I've got to do that today. Oh, gosh, I hope the service doesn't go long. If he goes long again, I'll never get the lawn mowed before the rain comes. Oh, God, please help me. <laughs> That's what your brain will do because it's thinking about itself. It's just worried about today and how to take care of yourself and tomorrow. But if we pray and we start saying, Lord, I bless you and I praise you, which we're going to do again, everybody. The more you are disconnected, the louder you sometimes need to be. The more you are like wandering in your thoughts, the more you say, listen to my voice. Declare Jesus is good and lovely and wonderful and powerful. And when you do that, it shuts everything down. Like, I'll I'll, is it okay? All right. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. When I speak, my mind stops thinking. and has to listen to what I'm saying. So if my mind is thinking, oh, negative, oh, powerful, I'm going to lose everything. I hate everyone. I wish my life didn't live here. Stop it by saying, God is wonderful. God is beautiful. My life is blessed. He's going to fulfill his purpose. He will do his will. That's how you break negative thought loops. 
A negative thought loop, thought enough times, will just become a thought you can't stop thinking. But if you stop, start talking, you have to stop thinking because you have to formulate what you're saying volitionally. But there will come a time behind that saying what is truth volitionally that the Spirit of God will say, man, I like what I'm hearing. And boom, put his presence into you. And then you go, whoa, that felt pretty good. And that's then that activation. So let's, let, let me prove these little simple things. Do this in getting people speaking in tongues. We're going to all count on our heads from 1 to 10. Not yet. And when I say, say your name, then we're all going to say our name out loud. Okay? So beginning now. Say your name. What happened to the counting? It stopped. Now, that will work on any negative thought, any suicidal tendency, any hatred of other people, any prejudice toward man. It'll, it'll dismount because you have. Now, what you say is, what is, again, the beauty of the word. It's just say the word, say the word. So let's begin again. Praising, thanking God, thanking Jesus for our salvation, for he is our help, healing, deliverance. And then let's start speaking in other tongues. And let's just allow the sound of his voice to rise up within all of us, okay? So everyone now, together, praise you, Jesus. We praise you for your great salvation that has been given us. We praise you for your great obedience to the Father. We praise you that you have paid the price forever. And now our, our high priest, we praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Now let's pray in tongues. Now what we're doing is we're submitting to God. We are, we are placing ourselves in time and space into the Spirit on purpose, accepting the truth of who God is and spoken of and who His Son is, praising Him, acknowledging Him, saying, allowing tongues to come rise up, which then begins to release the architecture of God into our life. And He begins to release the design of His building, the living temple. And then one other thing we did, we sang it today. And that was, I love that when we sang it. Somebody got to tell the devil to go. Let me tell the devil to go. The Bible says if I submit to God, I can resist the devil. And if I know who God is, then the devil will soon know who I'm speaking about, Jesus. So right now, while we praise the Lord, I want you to say, devil, I resist you. I resist you. You will not rule my life. You'll not rule over my family. You'll not rule over my children. You'll not rule over this nation. You'll not rule over people. We resist you. We submit to God. We resist you. You will flee. 
We will flee. You're not the rule. You're not to declare. You're not to mess up and mess around. We declare you're off limits. This house is not yours. Our households are not yours. We resist you. 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 Praise you, Lord. Now back to praise. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you. Praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you, guys. We did that. That was good. Didn't that feel good? It's exercising the spirit, the inner man. But here's the cool thing. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's what we've just done. That's a comma. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto or literally into eternal life. So when my faith starts to grow, when I start building myself upon the faith given to me, Jesus' faith, I can then look for, I can keep myself, guard myself, say, I'm going to stay inside God's love. I'm going to be in the love of God. I am not going to move out of the love of God. Love of God drives out all fear. The love of God causes faith to work. I'm going to, and how am I going to keep myself in this kind of love? Am I going to will myself? Am I going to work hard at it? No, I have to look for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the word looking literally means to, to, to be ready to receive mercy, to welcome the mercy as it comes. It'd be like when you're waiting for guests to arrive at home at your house for dinner. You've got everything as ready as you can be, and now you just wait for the, the knock on the door to welcome them in. Uh, 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 in uh, Luke, we use the same word in uh, chapter uh, 12, chapter 12, 35. The same word, the same principle, looking for the mercy of God, waiting for, but this now is referring to Jesus coming, his appearing. So if you could take me to Luke, please. And I said I want to go to Luke 12, 35. This, just so we can jump into this, then we're going to take on, we're going to receive the mercy. Because this really works. I have found it really works. So Jesus said, let your waist be girded and your lamp's burning. That's who we are to be. We don't want to be the five virgins that are foolish, who don't keep the oil and don't take the time to get by the oil and gird our lamps and get girded in truth, gird our, our loins girt with truth. So he said, let your waist be girded and your lamp's burning. And you yourselves, not the some people, the few people, the, but all of us, be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding. That when he comes, 
and knocks, they may open to him immediately. So the word waits for his master is the same looking for the mercy. Waiting for the master, looking for, looking for, waiting. It's, to, and, and it's, a, it's like hope, anticipation, and readiness to respond and open the big door so that it can open to him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the master, when he comes, will find watching. Assuredly, I say to you, he will gird himself and have them sit down and eat and will come and serve them. See, the Lord comes with mercy. He comes with mercy. He comes to bring mercy. He's coming to bring gifts to his house, to his people. It's, we drift away. We cannot respond. We don't have the capacity to get back into that place. And we then think God's not wanting to help us. It's, not at all. He's, he's, he's looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 38, because it's kind of an underlining of, on us today. And if he should come in the second watch, that would be from 9 to midnight. Or if he should come in the third watch, that would be from midnight to 3. And find them so blessed are those servants. So we know that... Uh, this is, we don't know everything enough to know that we can be certain about a certain time. For he said, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed the house to be broken into. Therefore, be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So we, we have an expectancy that we're supposed to keep alive. Otherwise, we will be surprised and the Lord's coming to us will be as a thief in the night. And we don't want that. Uh, but we can avoid that because wherever we've been placed, like the Isle of Patmos, bloom where you're planted. They, they, John could have shut down and shut up. But he said, I'm in the spirit. This is the Lord's day. It's time to be in the spirit. I bless you. Hallelujah. I worship you, God. I thank you. I'm so grateful for the salvation you've given me. So without... Without the confession of who Jesus is, we're not even saved. Right? I got to believe in my heart. God raised him from the dead. Then I got to confess with my mouth, he's Lord. And if my confession goes silent, then I'm, I am neglecting the biggest part of salvation, which is to hold fast the confession of hope, firm, without wavering, because he who promised is faithful. So, build myself up in my faith, then i got to start anticipating mercy's coming. The mercy of my Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, God's love, there's inseparable. I cannot be separated from God's love. Everybody can hate me, but no one can separate me from God's love. I'm in the love of God in Christ Jesus. I'm in that love, and that love is a love feast, and that love is everything I need. And I'm in that love, and I rejoice in that love. And with that love, how do I stay in that love? I'm expecting mercy. Think about that. That is like, that'll destroy fear. See, fear is the expectancy of punishment, the anticipation of something bad happening. That's what fear is. Fear involves punishment, and therefore love drives out the fear. And perfect love drives all fear out. Well, so love is an expecting mercy. 
So let's start thinking about mercy. Mercy. And I, I found I, I'd be in trouble. I'm like everybody else. We've got struggles and troubles, and we want to resolve them. We'd like them to go away. We don't know what to do. They come back at you. You don't know how to resolve them. And you can, after a while, go, I, I'm not sure how I'm going to ever change this. I, when I discovered this a few years ago, I felt, yeah, I've been praying in, my Holy, in the Holy Spirit to build myself up in my faith, but I'm not using my faith in to keep myself in the love of God by looking for the mercy of Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. So every day I'm expecting mercy. Mercy's coming. Mercy's coming. Mercy's coming. Mercy's coming. Shouldn't, isn't goodness and mercy going to follow us all the days of our life? You see, the, the disposition of my soul because of the pressure of this world, can make me to disengage my faith in the victory of Christ Jesus. And if I disengage in the victory of Christ Jesus, then I begin to look again around me and about me, and as it says in the last days, men's hearts are going to fail them because of the fear of what's coming. And then we go into freak-out control mode. We're going to control everybody and everything and, and, and can control nobody or nothing. But at the other hand, we can just start going, you know, coming to my lookout to see my enemy. They've all been slain in the spirit. <gasps> Everyone born again in Christ Jesus. The next verse the Lord gave me, he said, my enemy, my brother, separated in unbelief. What's the difference between an enemy and a brother? Unbelief. Now, some of our brothers can act like our enemies, and some of our enemies can act like our brothers. But what makes us a family is faith uh, and faith in Christ, faith in God's resurrection. Unbelief removed, believe, faith. Now, all of a sudden, we're brothers and sisters. Saul of Tarsus, the terrorist, destroying Christians, is greeted by Ananias. First words he says, Brother Saul. Now, Ananias had to be convinced, but thank God the Lord spoke to him in a vision. They argued, and he said, Stop it. He's mine. I chose him. Go do what I told you. And so the first words that he says is, Brother Saul. How powerful to be able to agree with God. So this, this anticipating, Looking for mercy. We're going to close with that. Where do you need mercy? Where, where do we need the help of God? It can be the simplest things, littlest of details. That all of a sudden, this appointment is, is canceled. This, this pressure is removed. All of a sudden, it's, you know, mercy is, remember we talked about this three weeks ago. I'm not on any kind of... I don't fish around for what I'm saying. I just follow the Lord, and it's a, a path. When he said to Abraham, to Moses, he said, I'll make all my goodness pass before you, and I'll proclaim my name. You'll know who I am by my name. My name is my glory, and my glory is in my name. So he says, I am the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious. Merciful literally means, the imagery is, and I ask Papa to do this for me every day. It's to be, pick someone up. And hold them. Lord, I need you to pick me up and hold me. Uh, this is a scary world we're living in. 
This is crazy. We're in ancient wars. They're millennial old. Empires returning, wanting to be raised up. We may not see a better place. We may see a sooner coming. I don't know. But it's enough to panic anybody, the most stout, and put pressure on everybody. But I tell you, I want to tell you that if you ever get in the embrace of God, and he pulls you into his bosom, you just, it just drives out all fear. Because <sighs> then you realize, well, if we're all going to die anyway. I mean, one or one day or some way. We're not like Philip, let's all go die. No, we're just kind of like, you know, if I die, I die. We're like Esther. I'm not going to let the fear of death stop me from pursuing my lover and the assignment God's given me in the kingdom I've been placed in. So, mercy, pick me up and hold me. Now, grace, and they're interchangeable in the English. A lot of times they'll kind of go in and out, compassion, different words. But he says, grace is he'll stoop down and help me. And that's why our great high priest in Hebrews 4 is touched by our testing because he's gone through the very test we've been, we're being tested by, but without sin. And he can become, he's merciful and faithful. Second Hebrews chapter 2 tells us. Then Hebrews chapter 4 says, then therefore let us come boldly to the throne of grace to obtain mercy. We're no good if we're not confident that we're loved and cared for. I mean, if you don't think God's going to take care of you, you're going to fight for everything to protect yourself. But if you think God's going to take care of you, then you can let go of a lot of things that you might want it to control and your soul saying you better control. And that's the hardest thing. Is to, the most demanding thing I know is to trust God. He is scary because he's so, ob, ob, he's so confident that he's going to do what he said that he's not really offering me a lot more than, than what he said. But if I judge him faithful, who promised, then he says, here's the strength you need, Steve, to conceive. Here's the, here's the, here's the obedience you need to follow me. And so let's, let's go forward. I need mercy. I need to obtain this mercy. I need to be held and loved and embraced and secured and trusting and resting and relying. And then he says, I want to be, come to the throne of grace to obtain, to receive grace to help. And we said the word receive grace isn't the word labano, to receive it like take it. It means to uh, take an uh, ocean vessel and undergird it with cables around the, from the top, the stern to the bottom, and wrap it up so the boat doesn't fall apart in a storm. And a storm is an opportunity in God's mind. A storm is an opportunity to change the course of the people. The storms we're in have great possibility for God. He can move in any moment. We either be, and, and so, so I go, oh, Lord, oh, I receive your mercy. Oh, thank you for helping me. Wow, you can still the storm. You can give confidence. You, and you just start realizing that he pulls me up into who he is, and then he bends down and helps me where I am. He pulls me up into who he is, then he stoops down and helps me where I am. He pulls me up into who he is and stoops down and helps me where I am. And that is the throne of grace. 
That's why faith is to anticipate that the love of God is going to be seen in the mercy of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is all of the mercy of God in a man who rules the earth and heaven, who is the high priest. And it's like, oh, can't wait. So I want to charge us with the opportunity to practice. See, this doesn't happen through a message that I can motivate your soul, my soul. My soul is soul. But if I practice truth, I go, mercy's coming. Mercy's coming. Mercy's coming. Instead of it going bad, it's going to go good. Instead of it coming at me, it's going to go away from me. I don't know how God's going to do it, but it's going to be full of mercy. It's going to be full of mercy. It's going to be full of mercy. So let's stand together. I believe the Holy Spirit's here. This is how we can bloom where we're planted. It doesn't, we don't need a better place to have a better result. We just need to accept what he said and let him do what he did, does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Lord. Let's do it, Lord. We receive... We receive. We've already got ourselves in the, inside our holy faith. Now let's start receiving, anticipating mercy. Mercy. Mercy coming. Mercy's coming. Mercy. The mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. Further into the life of God. I see I'm all alone. Oh. See. Where has mercy come to? Wherever we have need. Wherever we are lacking, grace is sufficient. Strength is made perfect in weakness. We receive your mercy, O Lord. I receive your mercy, O Lord Jesus. I welcome your mercy, O Lord. We receive your mercy, O Lord. We anticipate we're ready to rise. Open the door and let you inside. We anticipate we're ready to rise. Open the door and let you inside. Oh, let your mercy come, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let your... Yes, I receive your mercy. I receive. Now use your tongue to direct your faith to where you want to see the mercy show up. Lord, I see your mercy come into our nation. I see your mercy come to Israel. I see your mercy come throughout the Middle East. I see your mercy come to California. Oh, too, I see. Hallelujah. Mercy. I see your mercy come to our children. I see your mercy come to our families. I see your healing power come to marriages. Mercy. Mercy. 
present to give everything that he already accomplished in his son to all of us in every way and so before we go our ways throughout this week into the week that God has prepared for us the day he's made we declare with our mouth where the mercies of God will find us and anticipate mercies everywhere we can become as confident as King David was when he was a little boy caring for his sheep and he learned that goodness and mercy, they're going to follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy are going to follow me throughout this week. Mercy's coming to my home, my finances, my business, my mind, my emotions, my body. I receive kingdom mercy. Go ahead. Now you say, where do you want the mercies to come? Tell them. Just declare the mercies of Jesus Christ into eternal life. I'm expecting a, get, a dinner guest. His name is Jesus Christ. And I'm going to open my heart when he arrives. And I'm going to sup with him. And he's going to bring forth new mercies. Oh, say it. Say, where do you want? I, I want to welcome you into this part of life, that part of life, this part of life. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Come on, your faith is bigger than this. There's more faith in this room than it's being released. Come on. There's more, yeah. More, more. This is how we overcome. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <laughs> we worship you. 
<laughs> oh, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Lord, I bless your living body gathered here at Jubilee online that each and every one by the Spirit of God growing up on the most holy faith given to us in Christ Jesus that we will be kept in a glory of your mercy, of your love that there be nothing that can separate us from the love that God has for us in Christ Jesus and we will be ready to rise surprised by mercy surprised by mercy this week surprised by the help that heaven brings and the love that heaven gives in Christ Jesus forever and ever world without end amen amen, amen. God bless